Welcome to Chat About, sponsored today by Beltrami Electric Cooperative, the Bemidji Chrysler Center Honda of Bemidji, and Higgins Heating, Air Conditioning, and Refrigeration. Today on Chat About, we check in with the Sheriff of Beltrami County, Jason Riggs, on Chat About. Jason, welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. Uh, let's just not even pause. Let's get right into the topic du jour. What the heck happened in Nymore on Monday? Well, that's a good question. I can't even say that it happened in Nymore. We just know that there was multiple calls that came in with the, what some people were referring to as a, a loud explosion. I've heard a sonic boom. I've heard uh, you know, a crackle. Um, and then, of course, a, a bright light was, mm-hmm. was witnessed by some folks. And then we've got some video of a, something streaking across the sky, it looked like. And that's it? You got nothing else? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that our emergency manager, uh, Chris Muller, was looking into it. Uh, I know that we have talked to uh, NASA, and uh, he, our dispatch center has probably fielded over 100 phone calls on the, on the subject right now. And I know I've been dealing with it. I know that uh, Chris has been dealing with it. And, you know, you get everybody on the on the spectrum from what they thought it was to what, you know, what it could have been. Um, I've heard everything from, you know, jet fighter doing maneuvers. I've heard, you know, aliens, you know, that's the, the, that end of it. And then, you know, obviously the first part of it was, is we were kind of posing it maybe as it was a meteor. Um, don't typically hear a lot of sound with those, but you just, it was one of those things where it was really unexplained. Yeah. And, you know, there's folks out there right now that are saying, oh, it's a conspiracy that uh, that NASA's not calling it, you know, not a meteor. And it's like, well, if NASA wanted to perpetuate uh, a cover-up, don't you think they would have just called it a meteor and called it a day? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. We, we, you know, right afterwards, I had staff that were outside uh, when it, it occurred. Uh, we had multiple uh law enforcement people looking in different areas because it, initially they thought maybe it was like, you know, an explosion, you know, this time of year with heating and, and, and whatnot, you know, mm-hmm. you, so mm-hmm. we deal with chimney fires, but you also deal with, you know, the chances of people turning on their, you know, their furnaces and having something awful happen. So, but no smoke, no fire. And uh, then we started getting the videos of, of, you know, of course it, what we saw in that ring camera and then, Somebody's video also of that yeah. item streaking. So <laughs> it was uh, it was quite the story. It still is. People are still speculating. There was a lot of talk, and I saw on social media that there were helicopters all over the area the other day. Any any truth to that, as far as you know? Um, if they were, they did not notify our office of it. So um, we're out of the loop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, I know there was media all over the state and nation that were checking in, trying, you know, it's, these things happen. It's a big story. So. Right, right. So I really not much you guys do from this point on, I presume. You're not out searching to see if anything crash-landed anywhere, are you? We did the evening of. Um, our guys have been kind of just paying attention. We're pretty remote. However, you know, Minnesota still has enough population where if something would have crashed, um, more than likely it would have been found by now. Okay. Yeah. If, if it was of substance and size. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, uh, um, 
if Mueller shows up from the X-Files, you know, something's going on, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what else is going on in the sheriff's department? I know that, uh, you know, uh, hunter safety is a big t- thing this year, not only for you, but for DNR conservation officers as well. Um, headed into, I think, our final weekend in hunting for at least some of the zones in this area. Yes. Yep. We've had a, you know, knock on some wood, and I don't want to ruin your mic here, but it's uh, been very, very nice this year for, for hunters. Uh, the weather has been phenomenal. Um, people have been safe in our county, at least. Um, and thankfully, we hadn't had anybody lost yet this year. Yeah, uh, you, know, you, you hate to, to, to say those right now because we still have another week left, but please be careful out there. Uh, enjoy the weather that we've got and uh, be safe. You know, it's, um, it's been a really nice fall for us, and I think uh, that's contributed to some of this as well. So Yeah. Um, speaking of lost, um, we were able to find, you guys were able to find somebody do your um your system, your, uh, I can't remember the name of the... Oh, Project Lifesaver. Project Lifesaver, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so our Project Lifesaver uh, program is um, very similar to what they use to track uh, bears and wolves. It's, uh, it's all uh, FM radio uh, frequency. Uh, I might be wrong, it might not be FM, but it's, it's, a, it's a radio frequency. Mm-hmm. And we have an antenna. Uh, we have clients that are prone to wander... So they could be uh, autistic uh, children or adults, uh, dementia folks that are still living at home with loved ones. And if they have that propensity to wander, uh, they can sign up through our uh, agency to um, get uh, a radio uh, transmitter that they can wear on their wrist or their, or their ankle. And then in the event that one of those folks should become lost, wandering, or, 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 or leave, um, we can track them down with that, that equipment. And for some reason, um, a lot of those folks are prone to go to water. And in Minnesota, Minnesota we have a lot of water. So it's, it's very time is of the essence for us mm-hmm. when it comes to those kinds of cases. Sure. And so uh, this is like our second or third successful uh, find with equipment. Uh, it was a, a young man, um, who had gotten away from his his caretakers, and uh, we were able to find him within a matter of, you know, shortly thereafter. So it was very, very beneficial to us. How does one get involved in Project Lifesaver if they have somebody that could use it? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, You just contact our sheriff's office. You can call our non-emergency number, uh, 218-333-9111. Um, ask to speak with somebody about Project Lifesaver, and they will refer you to... You'll, you might be referred initially to a deputy um, who is not involved in the program, uh, but we do have uh, a half a dozen staff or so that are involved in the program, and what they'll do is they'll turn that information over to them, and those folks will reach out and see if, uh, if you're a fit for the program. Uh, it's at no cost to the public. Um, we The equipment has already been purchased. We have some minimal costs of of batteries that have to be changed out monthly and the radio receivers. Uh, but we get a fair amount of people that donate to that specific program. And so uh, there is no cost to the public to, to have your loved one uh, involved in it. So Okay. 
Um, holidays coming up, so a lot of cars on the road, and the weather might get nasty, which means the roads are going to get slippery, and so a lot of things to be careful of and cognizant of when you're out and about yeah, in the we, next few months. We had that one day, uh, that one small snowstorm that we had where we got a few inches uh, up north, and we got maybe a half inch down here, and it turned the roads into a skating rink, and people lost their minds. Just a reminder, we've had a nice fall. All that's gone now, but it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of folks on the road this weekend. Um, or I shouldn't say this weekend, this coming week, Thanksgiving week, mm-hmm. you know, starting probably Tuesday, Wednesday in that time frame. And then with the Black Friday and the shopping weekend afterwards, going to have a lot of different folks in the area. People are going to be traveling, you know, via car, via plane, you know, a lot of more motorists on the road, a lot more motorists in our community. Be safe, plan for, you know, to, to being on at your location accordingly. Uh, speed kills, so slow down, pay attention, stay off your phone, um, wear your seatbelt. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's going to be, well, basically from about Tuesday, Wednesday next week through January 1st, 2nd, it's going to be crazy times. It will be, yes, that. So it's always an enjoyable time of year for, uh, you know, a lot of folks. Um, but uh, it does lead to a lot more people being out and about. So, Okay. Well, we, uh, we, know, we know where the jail is going to go. We know how it's going to be paid for. So now it's just a matter of uh, getting this thing done. Right. Yeah, so we, were, we, 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 we recently had a steering committee meeting last week. Um, we got our verbal confirmation from our construction uh construction engineers who do our current facility uh they're basically like our they herd the cats mm-hmm. uh, yeah <laughs> they uh they got all of our uh, soil borings back uh the site is actually perfect for uh constructability right now the archaeological came back okay. uh, as perfect uh, perfectly fine nothing of concern um utilities are already in place because of the the zoning of industrial uh, classification and uh, everything looks like it's checked out as far as that goes that's going to be a huge cost savings to to our county taxpayers for sure okay awesome um and uh, I, I know timelines will be dependent on who gets the bid and all of that stuff I suppose yep. so this last uh, Tuesday, um, this Tuesday, actually, this last Tuesday, uh, the county board um, chose to go with a construction manager at risk. And th- by the end of this week, we will have put out proposals, requests for proposals for a uh, construction uh, manager or a construction company that is going to be our general contractor. Okay. Um those will be vetted. I would hope that we would get somewhere in the neighborhood of between five and ten uh, companies that are interested in in constructing this facility for us. Um, we've got a team of people that are going to sit down, go through their applications, uh, set up interviews, and then make a recommendation to the county board as to um, a construction company uh, that will be our general contractor. Okay. That'll take... That'll hopefully be selected by the middle of December. Okay. And then they'll start that process of phasing our 
our planning out and into constructability. Um, and we're hoping that, you know, if everything goes according to plan, uh, we'd be looking at maybe putting shovels in the ground as early as early summer. Okay. Oh, well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, it's budget time. I know the preliminary budget's been set. So what does that mean for your department? That's a very good that's a very good question, and I'm kind of glad you brought that up. It's just to kind of let people know where we're at here. Um, so late July, August time frame, we kind of came up with our preliminary levy amount. Uh, my budget is uh, was set um, by our budget committee and then approved initially by our county board. Uh, they have the... Uh, first meeting in uh, December to approve that budget uh, as a as it goes forward into to 2024. Um, an unforeseen issue that came up um, was the jail medical provider that we had at the time, which was Advanced Correctional Healthcare, uh, chose to uh, increase our healthcare costs in the jail by uh, we went from paying $479,000 a year to $899.99. Um, mm. We had an emergency procurement process that uh, we were able to get a, a different company in who has one jail in the state, and they don't typically take on smaller facilities. They took us on. Um, at a fairly close price to what our former uh jail medical provider was at that was uh about twenty five thousand dollars less so i'm still going to have to come up with some money out of my budget that wasn't budgeted for so that's going to be in a reduction in equipment uh potentially uh we always have a little bit of a significant uh, savings in cost with uh, employees just because we're never fully staffed mm -hmm. so some of that might might be coming from that um but in addition to food costs went up by like 30% this year, which wasn't budgeted for mm -hmm. because these folks come out with this stuff, you know, well after your budget set. Like the, the levy can go down right now, but it can't go up. Right. So when the, then when the commissioner set it at, I think it's like 6.4 or 6.5 or whatever it is, it can go down, but it can't go up. And so when they approve the, the final budget in... December here, it doesn't do me any good as far as what can we pass on to. So I've got to come up with this, this, uh, this money out of my budget currently. So some unforeseen circumstances are going to kind of make us have to bear down and really pinch hard when it comes to pinch those pennies hard when it comes to providing services. So, okay, um, yeah, that's that's all. That's everybody's challenge always. Um, you said uh, personnel, you're not fully staffed, so, uh, but no budget for getting fully staffed, I'm guessing. Well, <clears throat> we still have the FTE uh, positions, and we still need them. Uh, the jail is, um, it, it, it's just, you know, it, it's a turnover there. You, you'll get people that want to come in and work for a year or two and then move on. Uh, a lot of folks start their career in law enforcement working in a facility like the, our, our current jail, and then when they've had some experience, they they move on, and that's what we've been experiencing recently. Is, is some of those folks that are that are moving on in that way. Um, 
So our jail is, you know, we're always hiring in the jail. If you look at our county website, we've always got a posting. Uh, it comes down for like a week and then it goes back up and that's just to keep it refreshed. Um, field operations, which is our patrol deputies. Um, right now we're, we're in the process of hiring one. Um, potentially uh, next year we'd be looking at hiring another one. Um, so there, you know, there's always that room, um, but we just due to attrition and, and it takes months to hire somebody. It takes about three months to get someone in the door once we open the job up. And then uh, training is another, for a deputy, it's another, you know, th potentially three months. Uh, for a correction staff, it's about a month and a half. Okay. So it, it just, it, it's just never ending when it comes to keeping people um, employed for sure. So, <laughs> so if you're looking for a job, oh, yeah. uh, an exciting, you know, um, and in this time, but it's going to be exciting, you know, we're going to be building a new jail. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have a couple more years in, in the current facility, get to know how that goes and then be a part of a, uh, that transition team that's going to be able to, to move on to the new facility. So besides the jail, um, got a lot of that stuff taken care of now. It's just a matter of doing it now. But besides that, what would you say your single biggest challenge is going into 2024? Well, obviously budgets. Um, budgets and uh, recruiting retention, uh, those are always a, you know, big issues um, when it comes to internal stuff. Externally, I think our biggest challenge as, uh, in the country is going to be dealing with the fentanyl uh, issues that we have. Um, you know, we're not isolated only on an island here with fentanyl problems. It's a, it's a national epidemic right now. But I think that um, working through some of those issues with the community, um, right now I'm a part of a steering committee for the opiate resettlement or opioid uh, settlement funds that were dis are being dispersed by a lawsuit that had occurred. Um, so there are a number of, of uh, big pharma and uh, the word I'm looking for here is pharmacies that were involved in that. So Walmart, oh, yeah. Target, mm -hmm. um, Pfizer, some of those, you know, those, those bigger names. Um, Beltrami County, just the county is looking at, and this includes the city of Bemidji and all the other cities, the, the tribal governments are getting their own funding. Um, over the next 18 years, we're looking at getting roughly $2.3 million uh, from those uh, big companies in settlement. Um, some of those settlements have come already. Uh, some of them are being paid out over uh, as an annual stipend over the next 18 years. Uh, some of them are paying a big chunk now and then a big chunk at the end. Um, it's not really super guaranteed money because uh, businesses can go bankrupt. Uh, I don't see any of the really big businesses going bankrupt, but some of the smaller ones may. Um, so right now we've got a steering committee that's apprised of uh, members of the city, members of the county, uh, some citizens at large, and you know, and professionals within the citizens. And so um, we're trying to determine the best way to utilize those funds in an effort to um, help this issue of, of uh, opiate addiction and what it's going to mean for, you know, the Bemidji, Beltrami County area. So, All right. Um, anything else? 
going on at the sheriff's department these days? Well, well, I mean, there's always stuff going on. We're always busy. We're <laughs> wrapping up our, our year-end training for all of our officers, We're wrapping up all of our policy reviews. It's just a, it's a nonstop adventure for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, we're getting the final builds on our, some of our squad cars, some of our newer cars that you guys are seeing out on the road, uh, our, the black and white um, uh, graphics. Um, so if you see a, a different looking sheriff's vehicle, that could be what it is. Okay. Uh, it's legit, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he's Jason, he, Jason Riggs. He is the sheriff of Beltrami County, uh, and it's no alien spotted yet, as far as you know. As far as I know, we're not, we don't have a resident alien living in Bemidji. <laughs> All right. Jason, always great to have you in. Thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, thank you. Chatabout has been sponsored by Higgins Heating, Air Conditioning, and Refrigeration, the Bemidji Chrysler Center Honda of Bemidji, and Beltrami Electric Cooperative. Coming up tomorrow on Chatabout, Captain Christmas is in to talk about the first city of lights and the night we light, and we'll hear from the mayor of Bemidji, George Prince, too. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for taking time to join us on Chatabout. Chatabout.